do you know what's hot? Baby sharks. Baby sharks are hot. And you know who has baby sharks? Smile makers. They do. They have baby shark stickers, water games, band-aids, also decals, like room decals. If you have a pedo office or if you have children that you see in your office or maybe for your home, there's little decals you can put on your walls. Super cute. Greens too. So check out smilemakers.com and check out the cute little baby sharks. Yeah. And use code DAP20 for 20% off of your baby sharks. DAP20, 20% off any order. It doesn't have to be a baby shark. Check them out. Smilemakers.com. DAP20. Welcome back to the Dental Elements podcast. In this episode of the podcast, the element we will be talking about is not the beer, but standard operating procedures and not having them. Our guest today is Dr. BJ Moorhead, known as Dr. Checklist, and he is going to be sharing his story of why checklists and standard operating procedures are so important. He is a dentist who practices in Kentucky, and he is also a speaker who speaks on various topics, including this one. So this is a special treat for for you guys. If you want to hear more about him and get some more information, you can head on over to our website at rootyuan.com. Also in our show notes, you can follow the links. We hope you enjoy this episode and share the knowledge. Well, Cindy, back in 2009, I had an event that was life-altering that made me change the way I looked at things. I had a patient that I was working on that day under IV sedation. He was 72 years old, had met him a week before. I mean, he was your ideal patient. Uh, he followed all the instructions, simple health history. He had put off work for decades and he came in, doc, you gotta help me. I, I'm just in so much pain. I can't take this anymore. And, and uh, so we had him in that morning, uh, got the IV started first stick. Uh, vital signs looked perfect. As I was watching the pulse oximeter, it started going lower and lower, but I've seen this plenty of times before. Um, I tilted his head back like we're taught in basic life support and I reached for the oxygen and turned it on and it didn't come on. It did not come on. We were radios in the office. I radioed. I said, get the oxygen on quick. Somebody didn't turn it on and it seemed like an eternity and they come back on and say, doctor, all the tanks are empty. And the emergency oxygen was the same way. Uh, long story short, I did what no one should do during an emergency. I panicked. And I started lashing out at my staff, which made things way worse. Uh, finally, one of them took me aside and looked me straight in the eye. And they said, doctor, get it together. You're not accomplishing anything with this. And it unrattled me. And I realized, geez, I've got a reversal agent. And I gave him the reversal agent. He was fine. I was even able to keep the appointment. But I realized that day we had to do something different. We needed safety, we needed, we needed a way to be able to error-proof the office. And that's when I got interested in standard operating procedures, SOPs. Um, you can look at SOPs in other industries, uh, look at the Golden Arches, McDonald's. We don't go back there because it's necessarily great food, but we still go back because they have consistency, Not no matter what time of day, no matter which uh, McDonald's restaurant, you get consistency and we go to Starbucks and we order two pumps of this and no foam and whatever and all this complicated stuff. And they nail it every time because they use systems. Right. And systems are super important, not just for good coffee and good French fries, but for life-saving 
events potentially. So super important that we that we have those. There is a, a surgeon that headed the World Health Organization back about 15 years ago. His name is Atul Gawande, and uh, many of your listeners may have heard of or even read the book, The Checklist Manifesto. He revolutionized uh, through the World Health Organization how medicine does their practice by, by adding the same approach that aviation does. Aviation, uh, 80, 90 years ago, they were building these planes with all these knobs and buttons and they were crashing them and they realized they had to do something different. And that's when aviation added discipline. Uh, if medicine can do it, certainly dentistry can't. But we've, in dentistry, and dentists are guilty of it, hygienists are guilty of it. We've got this mindset of it's all up here. But then we expect our dental assistants and our business assistants to perform at that same level, whether they've got a college degree, a high school degree, and we overcomplicate things. And systems will let us simplify. Um, there is a quote that Albert Einstein uh, is attributed to that said uh, basically that genius is taking the complex and making it simple. Yes. I like that for sure. Cause yeah, it's not, if it doesn't work, if you can't understand it, if it's not simple, it's, it's too much, especially for emergency situations. And well, not just for emergencies because yeah. you, to you prevent emergencies. Offices, we, we make the same mistakes all the time. Um, I would dare say the average dentist daily has to sit and wait for the dental assistant to run to sterilization and get things several times a day. And that slows down things. It adds potential for errors. Just having a list that you can, uh, let's say someone is not experienced, they've got a list and they learn to train more quickly. But someone that's experienced, they set up for the procedure, they bring up the list, they take 15 seconds to look down, cha-ching. And they look like they really have their act together because they got it every time. Yeah, I love that. So what kind of checklist do you recommend in, in a practice? Like you're talking about setting setting up the trays, like an assistant. Uh, sometimes I'll go into offices and I'll see they'll have a checklist, about like a picture of the tray and how it should be set up and where the instruments should be. So that way it is the same every time. So you know exactly where to go if you do have a different uh, different assistant or somebody um, God forbid a hygienist has to assist and <laughs> we make the worst assistance, but it, that would be great. Cause sometimes we, you know, you need to fill in if be able to jump in and take over and know that information and where things and are. It makes cross training very practical too. Yeah. Uh, I, I teach several ways to be able to accomplish it. You can definitely go up on your own. Uh, that's how I started for sure, because uh, there weren't any pre-built checklists. Um, I started with uh, an Excel spreadsheet and a Word file, and uh, the Word file had all kinds of hyperlinks for what we need to bring into the room uh, each step of the way. Um, there is a software uh, out there called Jolt uh, that comes absolutely blank for about $50 a month uh, that you can put things in to have a digital form. Uh, Disclosure, I own a company called Streamdent, and it is pre-built uh, checklists that you can customize uh, uh, that will do it for you. Uh, and when I, the last time I lectured, uh, I was, was showing the pre-built approach 
but you've got to customize it for it to work. And, and one of the dentists uh, wrote that it's not practical because there's too much to do. It's just overwhelming. But if you look at and, and think about it, whether it's the do-it-yourself approach or you're going to take some templates, if you simply will customize operative procedures, endo, oral surgery, uh, root planing, your exams on the clinical side, with just those few things, you probably have 95% of the things that you do in dentistry every day. So it doesn't have to be all this all-encompassing thing. And with the pre-built approach that I've got, I've got hundreds of things documented, but 90, 95% of them are just those few things that I just named. Yeah, that's great. So on the stream, so you, you go in and it's kind of a template where you can go in and put your own, your own information that pertains to your practice. Is that That's right. what it does? Right. Okay. Have you heard of a concept called a relational database? Mm -hmm. uh, with a relational database, it recognizes that if there's one thing that you change, it can offer to change it other places. Mm. And the beauty of, uh, of the pre-built approach like StreamDent is, let's say I use, I, I want my dental assistants to have, do a lot of uh, quadrant dentistry, and I'll often have two syringes set up. Uh, a long needle for the uh, blocks and a short needle for the infiltrations. I use red 25 gauge, yellow 22 gauge, but the next doctor may use yellow and blue. So when that office goes in and customizes and make that change, the software will recognize it and, and ask, do you want to change at these 25, 50 other places? And so as you customized, it builds on itself and it's less and less work. Yeah, that's fantastic. I do um, OSHA and HIPAA and infection control training. And so I have my checklist that, you know, you go through the office and you walk through and you make sure everything's there. And even though I know this stuff without my checklist, you, you don't know what you're forgetting. If you can't see it, if you don't have the checklist, even if, even if you haven't memorized, it's, there's something about even checking that box to know that you've saw it. It's there. It's checked off. And you're talking my language. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> I love clipboards too. In fact, I got many, many clipboards with checklists all over the place. So it's a, it's a good thing with, um, SOPs. Is that, is that something that you help offices create as well? Cause, um, that that's one of the huge things to have those standing operating procedures. And it's when I do, um, lecture, I always say that's one of the most important things you can have, even from a legal standpoint, if you have your standing operating procedures, you have your protocols, you have your policies, those are going to save you, um, all in all kinds of different ways from patient care to showing up in court. And so it's super important to, to have those policies and practices. And the ADA back in 2015 had an article in JADA that they had uh, written suggested system checklists for placing dental implants. You know the complexity there. Um, and with all that you've got to go through and all the cost, um, dentists are recognizing that if you have that standardized approach, that it saves errors and, and, and makes things a lot more successful. So mm -hmm. exactly. So you had that emergency or that situation. It wasn't it could have been an emergency, but you were able to stop panicking. Bit, yes. <laughs> yeah. And so that brought you into starting, starting this, um, this way to help other dentists, um, yes. with, to avoid the situation. 
I wrote a, I, I had a software built for this uh, back during the Great Recession. And the time that um, I would have no patience, I would be back in my office and, and, and steadily working on that. And the original intent was to build it for our office. And then uh, other dentists looked at it and, it and it was just too good to be able to keep to ourselves. And so, so you still practice dentistry? I do. Sounds like you're still a practice and you're in yeah. Kentucky, correct? Kentucky, 40 yeah. years now. 40 years? 40 years. 40 years. Wow. Nice. You discover systems and protocols that help, help dental practices, streamline efficiency and productivity training. Um, it sounds like a very important aspect that people need to definitely check into. If you apply systems, you can reliably get more patients in the door. If you apply them to your new patient phone calls, mm -hmm. if you apply them to your exam processes, your success rate for your case acceptance will definitely go up. And if you use them for setups, because it's so much easier, it's practical to be able to work in same day dentistry. I'm talking emergencies, hygiene. I had a patient a week before last on a Thursday afternoon at 20 till five that was in for an emergency and, and needed an extraction, surgical extraction. Um, and we had everything set up, consent forms, uh, pre-medicated them with an NSAID within about five minutes. And they walked out the door at two after five. Because you had everything you knew what to do, just... Mm -hmm. just Okay, nice. And so do you have these checklists? Uh, how do you how do you train your team on these checklists? Do you have them posted everywhere? Or do you? Um, how do you how do you work with the checklist? Once you have them ready? What do you do with them? The approach we use is all digital. Uh, we use cloud based software. So mm -hmm. you bring it up in your browser, uh, point and click and go. Um, and uh, in my office, I'm the one that customizes but uh, for the offices, it's that use the software. I have videos that, that walk them through things. And, and then I can put on a consultant hat and, uh, and be hired as a consultant as well. I've got several other uh, consultants that recommend streamed in and use it in their practice. And if I have a client in their area that wants somebody live instead of the Zoom approach, I can, can plug them in as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I can see where this could definitely help a lot of practices. So um, definitely want to get, get the word out on on this for sure. So I worked a lot with, um, let's see, temporary employees and I've, I've attempted before too, and I've gone into an office where, cause everything's so everything's the same, but everything's different, you know, in every office, once you're in the mouth, you're fine. But when, before you get there, everything's a little bit different. The systems and processes, even as simple as turning on the computer, turning on TV, if they have that. And so one time I went into this office and there was a checklist in the cupboard. I was like, Oh, it was like a dream, like a, a, a temping hygienist dream to see exactly, seriously, how to turn on the TV, simple things, because, you know, so many buttons and cable and lights, and it, it just told you every question you needed to have. And I thought that's brilliant because I've also worked with temps and had that they come in and ask you every two minutes how to do something as simple as turning on the TV. And so to have that, not only are they helping the person coming in, filling in, but they're helping the rest of the team not being disturbed all day and long with these questions. And think about this one on the business office side. If you have a list of uh, time codes pre-built, they can click in and be able, or look at them on paper and be able to look up things quickly. But how about the new business assistant 
that just started in your office and they answer the phone and they get asked a question about, do you take my insurance? Typical is put them on hold, go run and they're on hold for a minute, half minute, minute, maybe minute and a half, come back. But that goes on over and over again. And then even worse, someone calls and says, I've got a temporary crown off. What do you do? Well, if you build a list of FAQs and a list of special circumstances, and you have pre-answered how to handle that situation, then there's no put on hold. I mean, the, the temporary crown would be put them on hold, go back and ask the dentist, and five minutes later, you get back to the patient, right? Uh, but my team has that at their fingertips all the time. And if they get a question that's not in the list, you add it to the list. Yes, yes, because how many times you ask the same question? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can make your own little list, but to these little pieces of paper you're, you're going to lose. And so that is great, especially now since people are hiring new, you know, new employees and training and training takes, it's a lot of time and energy and it does take away from the other, the other team members and what they're trying to achieve. So it really slows down, um, production, like, you know, lack of a better word, but it slows down time and efficiency. So to have these systems in place, you can, you know, have all the answers at their hand. It makes them feel better too, because they don't have to go ask. They don't have to feel stupid or go ask questions and they have the answers right there. And I'm in rural Kentucky and we don't get many situations to hire someone that's worked in a dental office before, either front or back office. Uh, the industry standard for developing a competency, and I define competency as they know what they're doing or they know how to be able to look it up on their own. Uh, this, the industry standard in dentistry is three to six months to accomplish competency. I can regularly accomplish it in both settings in one month and have done it over and over again. And there's another bad thing about team training team. You see, if Mary was trained by the doctor on how to pour that model using the vibrator and, and a thing that mixes for them and how to pour it in and not trap bubbles, but then Mary has to teach Debbie, and then Mary's gone, and then Debbie teaches Sue, and by the time Sue learns it, it's nothing like what the doctor taught. By using the systems approach, and, and, and ideally even some videos for things like that, then you get rid of the tribal training problem. Yes, and then calibration too, that's huge. So everybody is on the, on the same page and talking the same language, you know, not, not the tribal training, like you're talking about. So uh, even, even with doc, you know, doctors and hygienists doing perio charting, if you have a system or a checklist of this is what this is going to be, that, I mean, we know what it is, but there's diff, you know, there's a variation between what some people think and, you know, otherwise, so if you have a list of what exactly what, what your breakdown is going to be for treatment, even the person answering the phone could ideally not of course not diagnosed but they could look in the patient's chart even and say this is what it's going to be because they have all the answers right there i'm talking like um like doing you know um, perio treatment things like that they'll be able to see the perimeters of what is what is if that makes any sense it does it's also amazing what you can accomplish to do a systemized approach if you pre-build some things i use a lot of uh templates in writing clinical notes to where my dental assistants can a lot of the times be able to finish 90, 95% of my clinical notes, including uh, paragraphs and paragraphs 
from a new patient exam just by using tempos. Yeah, yeah, those are- Likewise, they can treatment plan things. Um, I use Dentrix practice management system and uh, we've pre-built buttons in the, in the software. Uh, and it doesn't just put in that you're going to do, for instance, a partial denture. It puts in that you're going to uh, take pre-op models. It's got a fake code for that. The actual charge for the partial denture, uh, the charge for the or the the procedure for the frame try-in for the insertion and for the adjustment. One click of a button, it's all in there and, and ready to prioritize. Yes, I love that. Just taking the time to set it up so you have the buttons correctly and have all those extra yeah. extra codes instead of just prepping the recommends twenty-five buttons. I think we've got <laughs> seventy-five. Oh, I love it. And that, and that, yeah, the systems too, because then you have those buttons and then the person up front knows by the process and streamline how much time. So you're not always like, how much time does the doctor need? How much time do you need? You're going to know, you should know by the time you, you know, you have it in the system and in the process, unless there's, you know, a special, something special, you know, if you need extra time or something totally, you know, it's always going to happen off out of the, out of the norm, but I have dentists <clears throat> tell me, well, we don't have the time to be able to do that. We're too busy. Um, you've probably heard Stephen Covey uh, talk about sharpening the saw, uh, going and uh, chopping and chopping and chopping on the tree with a, a dull blade uh, and, and spending an hour not getting anything accomplished and go sharpen the saw and it's down in five minutes. Uh, there's a book that I love that's uh, probably about 10 years old by an author named Rory, R-O-R-Y, Vaden, V-A-D-E-N. It's called Take the Stairs. Uh, when he's lecturing, he shows a picture of a um, exercise studio, like a Planet Fitness or a LA Fitness kind of place um, in LA. To get into the place, you go up an escalator a fitness place to go up an escalator. Uh, but he, he uh, has several principles. He interviewed uh, very successful people and came up with some principles. And one of them is uh, short-term, easy, long-term, difficult. Short-term, difficult, long-term, easy. And it's the approach of sharpening the saw. If you make the time to get organized, build the system, you'll save so much time drastically. And the classic approach that he mentions is if you get a new credit card uh, and you go out and you go to the mall and you come out with all these uh, bags of stuff and then you go to the bar and you uh, buy rounds of drinks for everybody over and over again and you max out that credit card. Wow, short term, that was fantastic. But long term, you got to pay that thing off. And then by the opposite uh, side with compound interest, if you save a little bit at a time, long-term difficult. Go to retire, you got the long-term easy. Short-term difficult, long-term easy. So I'm difficult, I encourage my easy. audiences to apply that approach. Yes, I love it. And you're speaking my language language when you're talking about sharp instruments. It's like as a hygienist, there's nothing more time taxing than a dull instrument. And just being able to take the time, it you know, understand how important it is to take the time to sharpen, you know, it really makes a huge difference in saving time in your body too. So definitely understand that. <clears throat> yeah. Um, <clears throat> so how can we find you and uh, what's the best way to reach you if we wanted to, when we 
want to learn more about your program. Um, uh, if you're interested in me speaking, it's uh, Dr. Moorhead, D-R-M-O-O-R-H-E-A-D.com. Uh, you can find information on my consulting there too in hiring me to work with your practice. Uh, if you're interested with the software, it's StreamDent, like Streamlined Dentistry, S-T-R-E-A-M-D-E-N-T.com. And phone number for both is 502-509-1570. Okay, great. And we'll put these in the show notes as well. So that way um, listeners can go to the show notes and click on the links and they'll, they'll take you right to your sites as well. No matter whether they want to do a pre-built approach or they want to do it themselves, make the time to do it today, guys. It'll, it, it pays off. For sure. Thank you so much. Thank you, Cindy. It's been a delight. Thank you. And now that we have discussed this ailment of SOPs, you can go ahead and crack that beer and have a great day. Cheers.